Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. There's Nation Radio. What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? High noon on a Monday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory for the next two hours here on SNR. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, rocking and rolling on a Monday. And, whew, feels like sports things are happening here finally. What up, Motesy? Man, I'm excited. Like you said, sports things are happening. We had exhibition baseball going on the other day. Supposed to have rookies reporting to training camp. Now, shout out to the different time zones. So we're a little (laughs) ahead of schedule here. But we're going to find out, hopefully, by the time the show's over, if these rookies did report to NFL training camps. And obviously, you know, we got the bubble situation going on down in Florida, man. So it's a great time to be alive right now. Sure is. We'll uh, obviously keep an eye on the uh, on the Twitter.com today, see if there's any moving or shaking with rookies supposed to start reporting today. It's what, in Houston and in Kansas City, I yes, believe? Yes, So what, two, hour, uh, two hours behind for both of them then? No, one hour for uh One hour, I for think, Kansas City. for Kansas City. Houston. You know what? They might still be they one hour, be too. One might both well, be yeah. one hour. Yeah. So we could uh, be not too far behind here. We'll have to we'll have to check that out. Look, we're sports guys, not uh, not geography guys yeah, here. Dal- all right, Dallas is two hours. Okay, so yeah, Houston would probably be one then because Houston is further east yeah. of Dallas. It's on the east side of Texas, as yeah, opposed so. to. We'll have to look that up. We'll we'll, 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 out, we'll figure it out. Um, but Arthur Motes, yeah, NFL players, uh, rookies set to start reporting today this week, um, amidst a lot of uncertainty. Uh, regarding the uh, the return to play, I'm sure, of course, uh, a lot of people saw kind of the coordinated um, tweets yesterday from mm-hmm. from different players across the NFL, uh, all different positions, all different teams, all different levels of their career, places in their career, if you will. So I just want to start there with you, Motsi, kind of your thoughts as a former player, as a guy who reported to training camp nine different times with three different organizations how you think NFL players are, are feeling today on this Monday as as reporting is either happening or it's it's on the horizon really soon? Well, traditionally, I mean, it's a totally different mindset. <laughs> I would say I never had to report through all my nine years during a, a pandemic where it was still a lot of questions, uh, not only specifically to your team, but globally as well. But um, I think the biggest thing, and we were talking about that week of reporting to training camp, you always have the butterflies. I wouldn't call it nervousness, but it's like an excitement about it, at least for me, because you finally get to say, hey, all of the work I've put in, sure, I finally get to put it to use. Time this, to show off man, a little bit. Because you, I'm not going to lie, it was plenty of times, especially later on my career, where you just get so tired of the, the routine of, all right, you know when the end of June hits for the whole month of July, it's kill myself time. Because I got to make sure that I'm coming in, you know, great weight, great body uh, body fat percentage, ready to run for days and all these other things. And you're just training every day, but you don't get the opportunity to put it to work. I mean, it's different, you know, like you said, when you're competing against somebody running sprints versus when you put the pads on and now I can actually show you what it's all about. Because we got some people who look good when they work out, but when you try <laughs> to play ball, it's not the same. 
So for me, I was always looking forward to the opportunity because I was never a guy that posted a lot of my workouts on social media. In fact, I don't think I ever posted one of my workouts. Somebody <laughs> might have recorded me and posted right. it on my behalf, but right. I never posted my own workout because I felt like, man, look, I don't, I don't want to look good in the underwear Olympics. Nah, put the pads on and we can show you what's really good. So for me, I always will look forward to coming to camp. And anybody that I remember like, oh, yeah, he posted workouts. Let's see what this is about today. And then when I would, you know, get off and have my, my success and practices, I'm like, yeah, you keep posting the videos, baby. I think I'm just fine. <laughs> yeah. So that was always my mindset with it, man, coming into camp, especially or even getting close to coming into camp. But when you talk about this year, this is different because of the pandemic. This is different because, like I said, some of those uncertainties, sure. some of those major question marks surrounding the situation and from the players perspective and even the NFLPA's perspective, there still seems to be a lot of unanswered questions and a lot of concerns that haven't fully been addressed to a level that all parties are going to be comfortable. So from the player side of things, how do you deal with those concerns? Right. Um, Cause there's, I mean, there's so much that goes into this, obviously yeah. we know that these guys want to play football, um, we know that these guys want to earn their contracts, make money, obviously. But like you just touched on, with all the uncertainty, with everything going on, <laughs> there's just a lot of question marks for these guys, and not just question marks involving them, obviously, involving their families, where they're going to live and how they're going to be situated for the next six, seven, eight months. How? <sighs> what is the best way for, you know, from a player perspective here, I'm, I'm still speaking on, like, what would be some of the things that you would want to know, some of the steps that you would hope, some of the questions that would be sorted out this week? Like, if you were still on the player side of things, right, what would you want to know this week before you get going? Man, well, the things that I would want to know, it starts with some of the things that you've already seen the players tweeting out. In terms of if you were to contract coronavirus, hmm. that it would still be classified under the football injury element of it so that way you're still compensated like you should be because it's different if we're talking about you catching coronavirus prior to coming to training camp. That's a totally different situation. That's no different if I sprain my ankle training on my own. That's different. The end of my contract is not going to cover that. It's no different if I hurt myself playing basketball. The contract doesn't right, cover it if it's right. outside of football hours, if I'm outside of the facilities and things like that. But once I report to training camp, now I am a part of the team. I'm here officially. So no different if I were to get injured at a practice, I would still be covered financially from an insurance standpoint and everything along those lines. So if I were to contract coronavirus while I'm at this training camp, then I should still be able to be covered in that regard. Then also, after that, I would need to know the protocols. Okay, if one of my teammates gets it, we talked about how a training camp setting is already mm -hmm. going to be super condensed, close proximity, 90 players, and especially since you have to do it at your facilities. It's different when you were able to go off to a college, a lot bigger facility. And you got three, a lot four more fields. Rooms, and right. The whole you can campus space out a lot out. more. Yeah. That's not the case when you go to these facilities. The facilities are built for 60 to 70 players max. <laughs> I mean, even from a locker room capacity, max. So I would need to know what's the protocol if somebody were to test positive, whether it's in my position group, out of my position group, whatever it may be, what is the protocol? Are they quarantining or do everybody in their position group need to quarantine? Everybody on that side of the ball need to quarantine? It's a lot of questions because you think it's different than your traditional workspace. You know, people are talking about 
well, hey, man, we, we take risks like this every day. We go to work. I understand you go to work, but does your job include physical activity against another person in close proximity? Are you coughing and sweating on somebody? Are you laying on somebody? Are you trying to tackle somebody? Are you showering next to these same somebody? Do you, you get in a huddle? Are you in a huddle? I want to say somebody. you in a huddle. I mean, y'all, y'all social distance at your job, right? I've been to, to Wendy's. I've been to, to Walmart. You can go down the list of all these different corporations. I've seen construction workers I mean, even around Amazon, right? Because that's yeah. a bigger corporation. But you look, they have social distance. They they uh, provide social distance settings in those workplaces. Everybody's workspace is spaced out six feet apart, mass, this and that, that and that. You got hand sanitizer Please all around. Please tell me yeah. where you have that in football. Yeah. No, it's the exact opposite of social Cam distance. Cam Hayward and Stephon to it. You got to line up six feet apart. Yeah. Oh, oh and, and when y'all huddle, make sure you're six feet apart in the huddle, too. Don't breathe on each other. Pouncey to Castro, six hey, feet. Hey, six oh, feet. Oh, I know you're supposed to wear a mask, too. But because it's football, don't worry about the mask. Just cough, breathe, whatever on each other. That's the difference. So, yes, I would fully need to know what the protocol is because, let's be real, if one of y'all catch it, the likelihood of multiple people getting it, because of the work environment, yeah, that's that's a high probability. I need to know those answers. I need to know that ahead of time. So those would be my two biggest concerns, honestly. Um, And obviously, you can go down the list, and there are other little intricacies and sure, stuff like that, sure. but those would be the two biggest ones. If I were to catch it, compensation-wise, am I still going to be covered? And then number two, what are the protocols? Because those are the two major questions that have not been answered yet. I understand the NFL wants to make adjustments to the preseason. They were talking about, uh, they proposed today that they would only have one preseason game, right? whereas obviously yep. the NFLPA side wants zero preseason games. I'm not as bent on either way. I'm cool with if you have one game, zero games, four games, it doesn't matter in that regard. But the protocols after that, directly related to COVID. That's the yeah. thing that stands out the most because, I mean, you look at a guy like Demarcus Lawrence with uh, with the Dallas Cowboys. You talk about how he has a pregnant wife. She's doing October. Mm-hmm. If he catches it, that could compromise, you know, her situation and their child's situation. Sure. That's that's a big deal. And that's just a high pro- one high-profile player. That's not counting any of the other high-profile players that might live with somebody with pre-existing conditions or, like you said, have a pregnant wife or have a, a grandparent that's in the house with them. Mother-in-law I mean, or, or something like that. Or somebody that's diabetic or anything like that. Yep. It's, it's multiple things that you would have to be concerned about. So less about the individual, the player themselves, because we had talked about how they're low risk, less about them in particular, but more about the people that are surrounding them as well. And it's not like the NBA where you have the bubble. We talked about it from a logistic standpoint, from a number standpoint alone, one NFL team is going to fill up a bubble. Yep. So how's that going to work? Yep. So we, we don't – so with the football element, you don't even have that luxury of a bubble. So clearly you're either anticipating these guys going back to hotels or going back to their houses which is a whole other element depending on the people they're right. living and with so and how they're conducting themselves. they're going to be able to control their quarantine right. and they can go home and they can do whatever and they can go to the grocery Absolutely. store and they can go to this place and that place. Or, and or even their significant other or the people that they're living with, True. whether it's brothers, cousins, whoever may be living in the house with them, who knows what they're doing in their activities. What if you've got kids that are <laughs> in an area where they're trying to get back to right. school and then all of a sudden the kids are going back to school. you got you know it's, it's kids that are going lot. back to school with thousands of right. other kids It's a, a lot of moving pieces. Whereas the NBA bubble, the reason oh. why... I think the NBA bubble is going to be successful NHL because bubble, they've yeah. isolated those players right. from their families. They're not seeing anybody, and when they do, they have a mandatory 14-day quarantine period. When they're done practicing, they go back to a, a room on campus at the bubble. And the NFL is different. They're talking about having these players go back to their houses, go back to a mm-hmm. hotel room. Mm-hmm. For five, six days at a time. Absolutely. Yeah. Every day of the week. Think about it. Every day. So even if right now you test and you're good, 
who knows three weeks from now if you're good. Or like you said, when school starts back up for some of these places, if they're going to be good then. So there are a lot of question marks and concerns surrounding all of that, man. So if I was a player, that's my biggest grievance right now. I need to know ahead of time, like, what is the protocol? Whew. I think the protocol should certainly include daily testing, Arthur Motes. Well, and that doesn't even hit and to the point that uh, <laughs> something they're still waiting to hear on. Yeah, they, they haven't talked about that. But then even if you take the hardball approach of, you know what, well, maybe I just won't show up until these things are answered. The issue with that is this. Because there isn't a lockout, because there isn't a strike technically, then, yeah, your contract is still valid right now. Mm-hmm. And by the rule of the contract, Fines. you'll be fined $30,000 per day that you don't show up. So you can't even take the hardball stance of I'm not going to come into work until you answer these questions. Because, I mean, outside because this isn't a lockout, this would be more of the strike stance. And if you do take a strike, they can find you. So that is a whole nother can of worms that the players are going to have to address. And I, I feel like personally why it could hinder them really taking the stance they want to take because we talked about how diverse the NFL sure. is in terms of you have your super high-paid players, but then you have the guys who – Fifth round rookies, sixth I mean, round rookies. Undrafted free agents. Think about that. Undrafted priority free agents that I mean they might have signed for ten thousand dollars for a signing bonus. You think they could sit out and get fined thirty thousand a day? That's not about to happen. And like I said, the NFL, in terms of the owners, they pick and choose if they want to find the players or not. But we've seen numerous times with guys who decide to hold out. Sure. Some teams they find the guys, some teams they don't find the guys. But that's that's up to the owner's discretion. And that could be risky business. So those are some of the factors that play into this thing as well. So right now, I mean, obviously from the owner's standpoint, which doesn't surprise me, they have the leverage <laughs> in this situation. <laughs> but for the players, I mean, they're really going to have to ask themselves, like, what is what, what is worth it right now, man, yeah. in terms of showing up, taking that chance, or playing the hardball stance of until I get what I want, I'm not going to be here, but potentially being fine up to $30,000 per day. Thirty grand per day. Tell you what, I, I can't speak for you, Motsi, but that would that put a sting in my bank account for sure. I tell you what. Yeah, I'll be highly upset. <laughs> I mean, shoot, I ain't want to get fined five G's, thirty G's. Well, I already Ooh. fight you. Ooh. And uh, you know what, folks, I love I love doing the show with Arthur Motes every day, but even more so on days like today. The the experience, the the wherewithal, the everything that Arthur Motes knows, been there, done that in the NFL locker room, NFLPA. Just, just think of what you could get with for thirty grand the Ooh. day of. Not even from the smart standpoint of being, you know, investing or real just estate. Just that day of. Just, just, just. How about we just did some ignorant spending? You can go buy get a, a Rolex car. for go get a new go get, get a new car. You get a Rolex from diamonds in for thirty G's. Put a nice da- put a down payment on a new house. Man, you you could go to the the Gucci store and have a shopping spree. Jeez, you could, hey, you could go to Best Buy and buy everything. Thirty G's, you could fly private. Thirty G's, thirty G's, you could go buy fifteen MacBook Pros. Thirty G's, thirty G's, you could take the whole family on vacation, fly first class, round trip. Thirty G's. Woo. What are we talking about here? 30 G. And that's for one day, not two days, just one day. Yeah. Yeah. You missed two days. 60, 60 G. Oh, man. <laughs> By the end of the week, we buy Rolls Royces, man. Stop it. <laughs> By the end of the week, you got a really nice house in the suburbs. <laughs> 30 G's a day. That's the situation, though, man. And, and all because of it not being considered a lockout. All because right. there isn't anything that technically makes the, the CVA void or makes the contracts for the players their agreements void so contractually by the letter of the law this this is something that they have to deal with and the unique thing is this man the fines can happen today 
in terms of them saying, you know, you didn't show up today, 30K mm-hmm. on the spot. The NFLPA has already talked about filing a grievance, though, right. because they said that, hey, man, these work conditions aren't safe. They aren't fit. But the difference is the grievance is going to take time because you have to go through arbitration. You have to get rulings on it. Might have to even appeal some of those decisions. That could be a that could be something that takes months. Months. Yep. So you talking about thirty k per day in the short term right now, where you're going to fill that today. You're going to fill that tomorrow. You're going to fill that by the end of the week. Whereas with the grievance, that's going to take time to even win that, and it's fifty fifty if you even win it. Right. So it's risky business, man. <laughs> like I said, depending on who you are and your standing and. Ultimately, financially, where you are, right? With how that, much money you've earned? Yeah, it, it, it's a lot that goes into that decision-making process, and you can see the NFL, the players as a whole, man. They try to do the coordinated social media blitz, similar yep. to what you saw. The Michael, hashtag we want to play, yeah, yeah, similar to what we saw with Michael Thomas it's, when he called out Goodell, and yeah. it did have success. It reminds me a lot of when Major League Baseball players too were tweeting that, like mm-hmm. when and where, or, or tell us when and where, yeah. or whatever. So, so a similar situation because they understand the power of the media. They understand the power of the majority. They understand the Having power. The fans of, on your side. Absolutely, and the unification. And they're trying to take out the gray area because prior to the the, the, the players tweeting this stuff out, you did have a lot of gray area. You did have a lot of, of uncertainties, sure. a lot of, okay, do the players even want to come back? What's going on? But they're making it clear that they do want to play. They want to be there. But they just want to make sure that they're going to be covered I mean, in the in the chance that some somebody catches COVID and then that it could spread and things along that nature, which I think is completely reasonable. Arthur Motes hit on grievances there a moment ago. We got to take our first break, but when we come back, I've got a grievance. Uh oh. I mean this 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 all started in March, right? Mm-hmm. NFL Uh-oh. had to had Uh-oh. to what the draft was in was it April was it April or May when the draft was was it April. late April or early yeah, was, May it was late, late April, April. yeah. So, I mean, the NFL had their plans directly affected by this in April. Rookie mini camps, OTAs, mini camp. It's been months. Uh oh. H- how do Are we you still saying that there was some mismanagement? Going how on do we there? still not know what's going on here from the most powerful, most wealthy sports league in the entire world? Mm-mm-mm. Talk about that on the other side. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. It's Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Euler and Motes on a Monday, and here's what J.J. Watt posted yesterday. Of course, that being Sunday, if you know how to read a calendar. (laughs) Uh... Seven things that he kind of outlined, Arthur Motes, real simply. Uh, The NFL can mandate that players show up to training camp regardless if any agreement has been reached between the NFL and the NFLPA. We, and when he says we here, he means the NFL players, J.J. Watt. Uh, We still have not been granted the full and proper training camp acclimation period necessary as recommended by medical and training staffs ahead of training camp. We still do not know if there will be daily testing, every other day testing, etc., We still do not know if there will be preseason games or not. We still do not know how a positive COVID test will be handled in regards to others in close contact. Arthur Motes touched on that in the last segment. A strong and fair opt-out clause for those uh, at higher risk or those with family members 
at higher risk has not still been agreed upon. Motsi touched on that as well. And finally, if players do not show up on time, they can be fined or considered in breach of contract, even if health and safety protocols have not been agreed upon. Whew! Arthur Motes, I don't know how we're still here on July 20th. When this happened in March, right? I think it was March 13th. It's been 130 days, over 130 days since all this happened. Uh, March Madness was canceled. The NBA and the NHL put their seasons on hold and still haven't returned. Major League Baseball, which was, what, three weeks away from starting their season, still hasn't started their season. They're hoping to get going here this week. We'll see if that happens did you ever get in trouble for something dumb growing up, Arthur Moats? Like not anything, <laughs> not anything um, like criminal or facetious, right, right, right. right? Just something dumb. Absolutely. Right. We all did as teenagers. Yeah, like just, just something dumb that Take you get the car, bring it back, but don't park it back in the garage. Right. I parked it out front. Like, oh yeah, it was out. It was out front the whole time. Right. Or, yeah. or maybe you know you go somewhere with some of your friends and. I don't know, you you take your dad's golf clubs or you yeah. take your mom's something without asking and you end up breaking it, right? Now, so it's not that you did anything mischievous. It's not that you did anything criminal, right? But you just did something dumb. And you come home and what do your parents always say to you? Hmm. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I'm just disappointed. I'm just disappointed. Arthur Motes, as we sit here Monday, July 20th, year of our Lord, 2020, and the NFL still does not have its P's and Q's in order. Mm-mm-mm. I'm not mad. I get it. It's unprecedented times. But for the National Football League that's had so much time to get ready, that has more money than any sports league in the bleeping world, that has more power and more influence than any sports league in the world, Arthur Motes, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I concur, man. Um, When you talk about the NFL, they had so long. Ample time compared to the other major sporting uh, leagues. They all had it dropped right in their lap. To make a plan. But I will say this, and and I do want to give the NFL, I don't want to make an excuse for them, but I think this is something that should at least be taken into consideration. With the other leagues, roster sizes are drastically smaller. So I do think because of the logistics of how I talked about how big these teams are, especially during the offseason, I mean, NBA during the offseason, you might have 15, 17 guys. NFL during the offseason is 90 guys. That's on one team. So I think because of the roster sizes, that does add a, another level of logistical issues, a logistical nightmare. I mean, you we already talked about how because of the roster size, you can't go with the bubble method. Right. We talked about because of the the actual sport itself is different than baseball where you don't have to deal with a lot of the physical contact. A lot of times with baseball, you are still going to be socially distanced just by the position and how the sport is set up. With basketball, obviously, you have it's going to be similar to football in terms of the close proximity and the uh, the breathing on each other and the the physical nature of sure, the game. Sure, and similar to hockey, but 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 like I said, man, going back to just the overall size, the numbers that adds to it. But I think the NFL, the the issue that they fell into was the limbo of, all right, it's not that serious. Okay, it is that serious. Okay, so serious to the point we probably won't play. Oh, okay, now it's dying back down. Okay, we might really play. I don't think from my perspective that they Hmm. had one concrete plan the whole time. Whereas like with the NBA, as soon as their season was canceled, it was, okay, the next thing is, all right, can we play? And if so, 
where, where, and how, how will we do it? Hmm. With the MLB, similar concept. Even with the NHL, similar concept. I think because the NFL was so far out, they kind of looked at it like, well, hey, time. we got time. We'll monitor it first. We'll see let's, what the NFL does, or yeah. see what the NHL does, see what the yeah. NBA does, see let's what just Major wait League and Baseball see, wait does. Wait and see, wait and see. But the problem with the wait and see approach is because of the logistical nightmare of having 90 guys in an offseason roster, not counting your coaching staff and your training staff and things like that. Well, now you've waited and seen for too long. Now it's time for action, and you could just see that there isn't a concrete plan in place as of now. Now, this could change later on today. This could change tomorrow, depending on what new information comes out. But as it stands today, it just seems like they waited too long to say, all right, let's formulate a plan. They they were doing the wait-and-see approach for too long, and now – they feel the pressure on them. They feel that, oh, man, we got to get this done. We don't have more time to wait. Yeah, no different. I mean, we talked even with the franchise tag that happened last week, right, the deadline. It was like, man, why wait till the <laughs> last minute to get a deal done? You see Derrick Henry sign his deal. The The deadline was at 4 p.m. He signed his deal at 3.56. Like, <laughs> bro, you could have done this a month ago. You could have done this two weeks ago. Like, what, Why would you wait that long? That's the frustrating part to me. It's like, NFL, if y'all would have just said from the beginning, hey, look, we're going to plan 1,000% for this to happen. Mm-hmm. How do we make it happen? Mm-hmm. I think they would have been well prepared. But, you man, you got to think about it. They, they went through the span of, all right, should we have fans? Are we not going to have fans? Right. All right, well, what about this? What about preseason they, or yeah, they took care. They took care yeah. of everything else but the elephant in the room being training camp. Yeah. Like that, the I, one thing that you really needed to start on time right. to get the season going on time. Correct. I think if once they said no OTAs, no mini camp, which remember they never officially came on and said that either. Right. They just kept kicking that can down to, yeah, we'll down a little bit. We'll yeah, see we'll, see. we'll see. Oh, okay. Yeah. No OTAs right now, but you could have mini camp. Like a lot I, of can, a <laughs> lot of can kicking. Our right. Throats. I just feel like if they would have said okay, once they knew OTAs wasn't going to happen, and they put all their resources and, and brain power together. I think that they could have figured out this training camp situation a lot smoother than the day that two teams are supposed to be reporting, and you still have players saying that they don't have answers to very serious questions. That's an issue. It certainly is. And it all the, – the thing that I'm most worried about, Motsi, is that in the next week or two here, right, things get going – Everybody reports. You have training camps starting. You get a week or two into it. You get closer to when maybe that one or two preseason games would be. And then there's spikes in cases, right, within mm-hmm. within organizations, within the locker room. One guy gets it and a couple guys get it. All of a sudden it becomes really prevalent. And maybe it becomes so prevalent amongst six, seven, eight different teams that the NFL has, actually has to kind of stop. You know, has to shut yes. things down after they got going. That, to me, is the thing that I'm most, uh, from a, you know, what we do for a living perspective, obviously, but just from a perspective of an NFL fan, I think it would be disaster for the league if they got going and then had to stop. Because as we've seen from these other leagues, I mean, look, the NHL and the NBA, and Major League, they've been trying to figure it out now for four or five months if the NFL has to stop in August or September to try and figure it out for four or five months, all of a sudden it's it's January. That's my kind of of all the you know kicking the can down the road and the things that we kind of talked about that we haven't really talked about. That's a concern for me. Major concern. I'm, man. I'm worried that that could derail the season. Major concern, and I think that's a very valid issue, a very valid concern, but. 
the thing is because it's, uh, and this is the thing that makes this whole situation unique. It's not something that's so concrete in the sense of we know this is that we know this is how you happen or this is how you acquire. We know this is how you get over it. This right. is the, it's so many uncertainties. It's so fluid still. And I think, <laughs> I mean, once again, we talked about how just at different stages of this pandemic thus far, we've taken it to different levels of seriousness. Yeah, yeah. When it first happened, the sky is falling. Then when everybody quarantines, you set your guard back down. Then you get spiked too. Then from there, okay, guard goes back up. Now it's, okay, we have a numerous amount of tests, so now the numbers are starting to look better because you're having not as high a rate of people having it and the mortality rate with it. So now we're going back to that wave of, oh, man, it ain't that bad again. So I think because of all of that, that has had a, a big time effect on this situation as well. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great call by you. The maybe kind of the back and forth nature of the the public pulse on all of this. Yes, yeah, certainly, just a lot to keep an eye on here. Nothing, nothing breaking on Twitter yet here through the first uh, forty minutes of the show in relation to NFL players supposing, uh, suppose, supposedly, pardon me, uh, supposed to be reporting today rookies for the Chiefs and for the Texans and that continuing for uh, for all franchises throughout the next week here. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler with you here on the Steelers Blitz. We'll take your tweets at Wesley Euler at the Body 52. The Body. We'll wrap up the show, the first hour of the show, I should say, on the other side. This is Steelers Blitz on SNR. Home of the black and gold, SNR. Providing shelter in this sportsless landscape, it's Euler and Moats, little little air drum and rock and roll happening behind the scenes here in our SNR studios. That song do so to me. That song, yeah. If you ever want to get Arthur Motes fired up, just put on a little Rolling Stones. He's ready to run through a wall in here. I get the air drumming is over. I do have to say, I mean, you're one of the best air drummers I've ever seen. I mean, that's man, for sure. Drum, drumming touched my soul, man. You are the, uh, the Neil Pert of air drumming. Nah, man. Drumming touched my soul. You know, that was my, uh, that was one of your first loves, wasn't it? Yeah, man. It's first instrument I ever touched. What, eight years old, man? So, yeah. I always wanted to play yeah. drums so bad. I just don't have the rhythm to do it. See? I love man. It's not even that hard. It's not. You're it's right. Not, it's not like a guitar. Guitar, man. I see that. I'm like, oh, now, good Now, see, luck. I'm the opposite. Yeah. I, guitar, no problem. I'm like, drums, I don't even, like, even want to uh, touch a guitar. Uh, yeah. uh, drums are such a workout, too. Every time oh, yeah. I try and play drums, oh, yeah. I'm like sweating after always, five minutes. Always. 
you you will never see a, a dope drummer that doesn't sweat. It doesn't yeah. happen, bro. No, if you yeah, if you see a drummer to, yeah. who like isn't pouring sweat, yeah. I don't. It's like yeah. I don't trust a, sh- a skinny chef. Right? Absolutely. I don't trust yeah. a sober brewer. Absolutely, I man. don't trust a, a uh-uh. non sweat drenched drummer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like you. You better be sweating when you're done playing them drums, man. Otherwise, did you really play? Good call. It's a good call. It's why I don't like a skinny chef. Yep. I don't like a sober brewer. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't like a, a clean drummer. He better be don't, don't, and don't give me a like vegan. Crazy. I don't want a vegan chef either. If you if you're not eating this meat, what, what I look like? How you know it tastes good? Come on, man. <laughs> don't tell me you don't eat pork. No. How you gonna cook my ribs then? Mm-mm, I ain't got time for that. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler rolling along here on a Monday, trying to spread some joy and have some laughs, as always. Motsy, according to Adam Schefter. NFL owners meeting at 2 o'clock Eastern time today. They will try to finalize health and safety measures, financial agreements, and reducing or eliminating preseason games. Clock's ticking. Do you think think at this meeting, right, um, you familiar with Captain Hook? Love Captain Hook. Okay, Peter Pan, Captain Hook. Peter Pan and Captain Hook. Right, so you know how... I'm glad you uh, clocks. Uh, I'm glad you said that because that's where I was going. <laughs> the clocks, right? And you know how a lot of times Captain Hook, um, like he'll just be, you know, he'll just hear clocks off in the distance and he'll mm-hmm. start losing his mind. You about to make me go watch uh, Hook the, with know. the one Robin Williams? Robin oh, Williams, man. so good, yeah. so good. Um, do you think that in that meeting today at two o'clock, the NFL owners are going to be like, uh, like Hook? Like they're like Captain Hook, like they're gonna be hearing the clock off in the distance, and they're like, "We gotta figure this out. We gotta get this done." Well, you know they say, man, all the deals typically get done in the last hour, which it drives me nuts because why do you gotta wait to the last hour to do something? Why is that, right? Because by by human nature, we're all procrastinators. I feel like yeah. people people just always assume like we always have enough time. We don't have to rush to do it. But I'm a believer in why wait to do something tomorrow that could be done today. It's a parable, right? Yeah. Why put off tomorrow what you can do today? Absolutely, man. Like I, I'm just, I'm not a fan of that. But I know, I mean, a lot of people that do operate like that. It's no different when you have a test. Do, I mean, not a test. You have a paper due. Mm-hmm. The deadline could be two weeks from now. Mm-hmm. The amount of people that will write that paper <laughs> before the day before, I mean, is less than ten percent. The majority of the people are going to wait till the the midnight hour to do it, to cram it, to get it done. No different than studying for a test. You got two weeks, you know the test coming. You're going to have a handful that's going to study the whole time and not worry about cramming the night before. Mm. And then you got everybody else who's going to cram the night before and hope and pray that it works out. I mean, it's something I even had to get on my daughter about, man. You know, obviously, in daddy mode, parent mode, man. Of course. She would complain about how she was struggling on the math test all the time. Dad, man, I get to the test and, I, and I'm doing bad. Like, you know, I'm the grades. I'm like, well, how much time are you spending? She's like, I, I studied the whole day before. <laughs> I'm like, is that it? <laughs> So yeah, dad, I, I was up to three in the morning, stayed in the day before. That's it. I'm like, okay, well, let's try this then. Let, let, let's as soon as the chapter is given to you and you get this information, let's start studying then. Let's not wait till the day before let's get the ahead test. Of this thing. And then you see the results. And it's like, oh, dad, you're right. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that don't I, I I'm not a big fan of that, man. It, it drives me nuts when I see people wait to the last minute to get deals done. People wait to the last minute to prepare for something. Yeah. Get ahead of this thing, man. Get And I promise you, if you prepare ahead of time and you take a proactive approach, it'll be a lot smoother, a lot less stressful, and a lot less of this situation that we have going on right now where it's a whole bunch of just cluster. It, it, it's not real good. Yeah. 
No, it's a great call by you. It's something that we do in a lot of aspects of life. It's certainly something that's prevalent in the business world, you know, with that kind of holding your feet to the fire mm-hmm. to the last minute to make a decision. But yeah, you touch there, there's I, while our human nature might be right, all right, let's procrastinate and we'll get this done before the 11th hour and everybody works their best under pressure and yada yada and all those excuses that we use. Arthur Mo, did you ever get something done ahead of time? It's a great feeling. It's a great feeling. It's a great feeling. <laughs> it's a fantastic feeling. I mean, it, it's outstanding. You're like, oh, look at all this I got done and I still got all this time. I, this is a obviously a very macro example compared to a, a lot of this stuff in the bigger picture. But like when I have show prep done, like the night before we do a show, great feeling. It's a great feeling. I sleep like a baby there's, that night. There's some times where you and I, right? Like we have so much material we want to get to that we only hit on some of it. And so by the time that we leave here, like we'll leave here on a Monday and we'll already know what we're going to do for the show on a Tuesday. It's a great feeling. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I, oh, man. And I got to imagine. Imagine how, like, you could have, we, we often think of the NFL, the NFL leads the way on a lot of these things, right? Like, they really do. Uh, think about all this social justice stuff that's happening now in sports. That all started with the NFL three, four mm-hmm. years ago. Like, the, the NFL leads the way in the American sports landscape a lot of the time, Arthur Motes. And how great it would have been if they could have done that with this, too. If they could have, you know, weeks ago said, all right, here's our plan. Here's X, Y, and Z. Here's how we're going to handle this. If this happens and and, and on down the line and we're going to have guys report here and here's what happens with the contracts if something comes up with health or if we have to pause or if guys are uncomfortable with this and that and here's A, B, and C and here's X, Y, and Z. (sighs) It, 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 It felt like... A real opportunity for the NFL to kind of, again, to be out on the forefront of this, whereas now they're just going to kind of be, you know, cramming for the test. They're, they're all meeting up at the library on campus, right, to, to, to cram for the test the, uh, the night before the final. Absolutely, man. It, it, it just I just don't understand why you would want to wait this long. And like you said, it is different because I understand when we're talking about negotiations from a contract standpoint. Sure. You see who blinks first. Yeah, because you're playing chicken. So I can understand that whole mm-hmm. element of it. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to this, this isn't a chicken type negotiation. This isn't a major financial negotiation. This is a, a player health and safety negotiation. Something that, hey, we all have the same common goal of all of us wanting to play. Why are we procrastinating this? Why aren't we more proactive? It shouldn't be. Think about just from a, a, a perception standpoint. What do you think that looks like when you look at the NFL and you're seeing their star players tweeting about how they don't feel safe going to work? They don't feel like there have been enough questions answered concerning the health and safety protocols. I mean, that that makes the NFL like it's poorly ran compared to some of these other organizations where you didn't see LeBron tweeting about the NBA not having things done the right way. You didn't see James Harden tweeting about things like that. When you talk about the uh, the MLB, you didn't see a Buster Posey tweeting about things like that. You didn't see uh, a Bryce Harper tweeting about things like that. That wasn't the case in NHL as well. But with the NFL, it looks it's embarrassing. When you think about y'all have the most time to prepare for this, but y'all are the ones in the midnight hour, not even (laughs) the midnight hour, not even the midnight hour because it's the day of now. You're past the midnight hour. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man. The morning hours. It's kind of like in the movie The Titanic. Remember at the beginning, the the ship's about to take off. They still playing poker trying to win the tickets. Hey, man. (laughs) 
That's what we got going on right It's like the day before. It's the day out. We, we talking about a couple hours. <laughs> that's a great example. Like, like, dude, this is crazy. They're pushing everything to yeah. the center of the table. All right, that's right. You right. grab the ticket. We'll go this way. You go that way. Right. Like, this is nuts, man. <laughs> You still gotta make it through the security line Absolutely, to get on to the man. get onto the boat here. This I mean, is crazy. That's <laughs> no, a great call by you, Arthur. But it's a lot of questions, not too many answers, but hopefully today, uh, an hour or so here from now, NFL owners meeting. Hopefully, we will have more answers on the other side of that meeting, uh, and and quickly here, sooner rather than later, if you will. Sixty minutes in the books, sixty to go. Keep those tweets rolling in at Wesley Euler at the Body Fifty Two. The body. We'll get into some 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 football, some X's and O's. We'll, you know, we all Moats and I spent all weekend, like we always do, right? For the people out there, we're gold mining for content. We're no, no, gold no, 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 rushing for content. We are content creators. Come on, we man. We are content creators. There we go. And we've got some good things to debate for you in the second hour of the show. So get those tweets in and join us for the final sixty inside the Electric Factory. You're listening to Steelers Blitz on SNR. Hewler and Moats are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. What's going on, Steelers Nation? Good afternoon. How we doing? Confused. Well, me too, I guess, because I'm always on the same page as Arthur Motes. So if he's confused, I'm confused, baby. If you're I'm a bird, confused. I'm a bird. Right? Isn't that what they say in, yeah. in uh, is it Forrest Gump, I think? I'm just, I'm just confused, bro. How? How, Sway? How? How? We the day before. I mean, the day of. How you ain't got this done already? Day of. Power number two. Inside the electric factory, Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. Get those tweets in at Wesley Euler at the body 52. The body. Arthur Do Motes. better. We are the champions of content here on Steelers Ooh, like Nation Radio, right? Steelers ta- Blitz. Now you're talking. We are the content champions. You and I, we come in here every Monday with binders and binders and filing cabinets full of notes, prep, information. Oh, wait, what? You mean they got all that stuff on the internet nowadays? Oh, Gosh. yeah, man. I was going green. I'm trying to save the environment, man. Gosh, dang it. <laughs> One of the things we've got, Arthur Motes, here is NFL future power rankings, all right? Projecting the best 32 teams in the National Football League over the next three seasons. Mm-hmm. All right? So I saw this today on ESPNPlus.com or whatever. I don't know if it's ESPNPlus.com or if it's ESPN.com slash ESPNPlus, whatever. You know, it's some of that additional content that you got to pay for, whatever. Projecting all 32 teams in the NFL and who will be the best ones over the next three years. Arthur Motes, I bet we can all guess the two teams that are at the top of the list. Here we go, Steelers. Two teams with a young quarterback. Oh, bummer. Two teams that play in the so AFC. You're saying it's the Chiefies and the Ravens. It is the Chiefies and the Ravens. You want to guess who's number one, though? Ravens. According to ESPN.com, right? it is the Baltimore Ravens, yeah. just slightly. So they uh, they did this on a scale of uh, 50 to 100. All right. So every yeah. team was rated 50 to 100. The Ravens are number one. And remember, next three years here. Ravens number one with an 89.4 rating, and the Chiefs right on their tail, 89 flat. 
Yeah, because my thing is I think the Ravens have the better core offense and defense and special teams. I think that the Chiefs, they're just top-heavy with their superstars, but you have to anticipate within the next year or two that breaks up hmm. from a contract standpoint. So, yeah. Hmm. So they break it down by your overall roster minus the quarterback, right? Okay. They give you a rating there. They give you a quarterback rating, a coaching rating, how you've drafted over, let's see here, how many seasons? Uh, oh, it doesn't say. It just says how, your overall draft score is weighted for 15% of the grade. Okay, so I guess maybe just, I, I, I'm assuming they mean recently how you've drafted with that, what you've hit on, what you've missed right. on. And then how they rank your front office, Arthur Motes. So the Ravens overall roster, they have ranked third minus the quarterback. They have Lamar as the third best quarterback. Uh, Harbaugh fifth overall in coaching. They're drafting. They have third best in the NFL. And their front office first best in the NFL. Where the Kansas City Chiefs, however, fourth best roster minus the quarterback. Best quarterback. Second best coach. Tenth best in the draft. Mm. Hmm. What? That's interesting. Very. Uh, look at where they got some of these Tyreek Hills and Kareem Hunts and how many quarterbacks were picked before Mahomes. Right. I don't know about all that. And then front office number four for the Chiefs. So you think that is fair just because if you kind of take the superstar equation out of it, you do think that the uh, the Ravens core, maybe even particularly on defense, a little bit better than the Chiefs core? Yeah, I think so. I just think that the Ravens have the more complete team. I just think when you talk yeah. about the quarterback, though, I mean, as great as Lamar is, we all can agree that yeah. Mahomes is better. Yeah. yeah. In terms of what he does. I mean, now, if we're talking about who's, who could run it better and do some of the other sure, things, sure, sure. But just from a pure quarterback standpoint, yeah. Patrick Mahomes has never recorded uh, a QBR below 50 in a game in which he started. So, uh, quite literally, Patrick Mahomes in his NFL career has never had a bad game. <laughs> pretty, pretty impressive. Okay. So we got the uh, the Ravens and the Chiefs one and two. Who do you guess? Who do you ponder? Who would you think is number three on this list, Arthur Motes? Remember, next three years they're ranking these teams based off of. It has to be the Niners. It is the San Francisco the Niners, 49ers. They say that they have the best roster in football minus the quarterback. Fair enough. But the 12th best quarterback in football. <laughs> yeah, I, I could definitely Fair enough. get along with that. Yeah. I don't know Jimmy G 12th best I guess that's fair maybe I might have him a couple spots higher but well this is my thing I think he's going to be in that same vein of a Dak of a Carson Wentz guys who are fringe I mean they're franchise quarterbacks right. but they aren't fringe int- elite fringe elite quarterbacks Matt Correct. Stafford yes yeah yeah 12th best quarterback uh they have Kyle Shanahan is the fourth best coach they have the uh who Niners. came up with this list who came up with this list? that's a good question I don't know Niners fourth best drafting and seventh best front office. How do you give the Niners the seventh best front office? Well, well, well. This is my thing. What do you got for me? <clears throat> what did I? What am I missing? From a front office standpoint, because that's what Lynch out there, right? Correct. Yeah. So this is my issue. So from a front office standpoint, we're praising them for the players that they've been able to acquire. Your uh, the Joey. Uh, no, no, no. Nick is there. Nick Bosa. Yeah. Yes. The Nick Bosa's. Obviously, the Armsteads. The Solomons. Uh, I mean, you go down the list of offense, defense players they've been able to acquire, draft. Obviously, they, the big trade for Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. Free agency, Richard Sherman. But this is my only issue with having their front office that high. They've only had one successful season. It's true. That's my biggest issue with that. Hmm. If they would have been having successful seasons the prior two years, that's one thing. They had the worst record in the NFL a year ago. 
Think about that, man. And then the year before that, they won, what, five games, six games tops? I, I, that's, I feel like it's a reach, man. So you put more stock into being concerned that that is sustainable long-term Correct. than you do in saying, oh, wow, they went from worst in the league to in the Super Bowl. Correct. You want more of the consistency, yes. the continuity, as opposed to the The lightning the jump. I, I don't like the jump. The stock jumps. market yes. up and down jump. I don't like that at all, man, because you can't predict that. No, that's fair. That's fair by you. All right, so you're on fire so far. You're three for three. You want to guess who's number four? Unless you got the list in front of you over there. I actually cheat, don't. You're I, cheating too over there. I don't. That's why I look at I was like, where's this list from again? I was going to try Google. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Uh, and remember, next three years. Yeah, next three years. I'll probably put Dallas up there. They are number five. Oh, I was close. You're close. Okay, okay, okay. But number four, the New Orleans Saints. This one surprises me. Fair enough, me. fair enough. I, I was surprised because Drew Brees is older. That's why it surprised me. Yeah. He's not going to still be playing in the NFL three years from now. He's just not. Yeah. I don't see that. I mean, I do like their core, but the quarter acquisition is a major thing. And when we talk about all these other teams we just named between the Chiefs, the Niners, the Ravens, and even me saying the Cowboys, they all have young quarterbacks mm-hmm. who are going to be there for the next Ten four or five easily. I'm right. saying like, like – like As long th- as they pay right, them to be there. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, at least you know guaranteed next three, four, five years. So that's always my thought process, man, whereas with the Saints, I mean, if Drew Brees were retired this year – or excuse me, last season, think about how we'll be viewing the Saints this year if – who was your quarterback? I mean, Jameis is on the roster now, but at the time, Jameis wasn't on the roster. They right. were talking about was uh was uh, Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill, a franchise quarterback. I'm like, boy, you better stop playing. Maybe they would have kept Teddy Bridgewater if Breeze does retire. Yeah, but, but that still changes my whole outlook on them. Yeah, Drew Breeze is why we are so confident in the Saints. No different than Tom Brady going to the Bucks. Why we're so confident with them? Right. I'm not about to say that the Bucks should be a top five team either, because I know in three years if Brady's not there and Gronk's not there, and yeah, come on, man, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> so Saints number four, they have their overall roster tied for first best with the Niners. Mm-hmm. Quarterback, they have Breeze ninth overall right now. Sean Payton, third best coach right now. Oh, geez. Draft, they've got them way out. 23rd best organization at drafting and 11th on, how can best they be at 23rd office. best at drafting? Yeah, I don't get you that either. You drafted a, a Taysom Hill. You drafted a Michael Thomas. Marshawn Lattimore. You drafted a Lattimore. You, you were able to acquire. You were able to uh, acquire Demario Davis. Kamara was a draft pick. Yeah, Kamara was a draft pick. Was Cam pick. Jordan a draft pick? Third or fourth round for Kamara. Uh, for Kamara. Yep, third round. Third Kamara, round. Um, yep. I'm not sure about Cameron Jordan, but I feel like he was a draft pick there. I feel like he was too. Let's see here. Uh, he was. First round 2011. Yeah. Yep. Out of Cal, baby. 24th overall. Yeah, so for me, that that I'm a little surprised by that because they have actually done an excellent job in terms yeah, of building I'm that roster. Yeah, i their draft is so far down And low. they've done that while having a high-paid quarterback. We, we talked about the difference between when you get a rookie uh, quarterback, you can get all these other pieces. They did that while having a high-paid quarterback, though. Right, right. Yeah, I... I mean, then they, they drafted Ingram. Think about that. Yeah. The Saints, the Saints one's weird because they're not giving them very much credit for the draft or the front office. But See, you know why? That's because they've been listening to you too much. No, because they, yeah, they, they, wouldn't have, they, they, they give Sean Payton third best coach in the NFL. If they were listening yeah, to me too much, man. they'd have him down near they, They've been near listening seven. to you too much, man. Now this is the situation we got right now, man. Hey, baby. It's, it's finally, someone's taking heed of those those guys who have been escaping all the criticism down in the Big Easy Such for too long. Hater. 
Middle of the defense, getting a little bit older there, but still not. I, I still think they'll be good. You know, Drew Brees yeah. aside, that roster will still be good for the I mean, next. getting older, Demario Davis has come off his best season as a pro. He is. His first all-pro season. he's over 30 now. He still had an all-pro season. No, but he's over 30. What Craig Robinson's mean? over 30. What does that mean? That means, you know, father time's undefeated. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is we're saying the next two to three years, though. It's true. That's why I said it's aging, but it's still yeah. fine. All right? It's aging, but it's still, they have Kiko Alonso too, don't they? Exactly. What are we talking about here? Well, he's had like fifty-seven ACL injuries, so he don't need ACLs. It's Kiko. He's <laughs> like Heinz Ward. He doesn't yeah, need one. He baby. Need that. <laughs> tell you, ACLs overrated. I got I got one and a half, so no one cares about the ACL. <laughs> Arthur Motes, number five on the list is the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. You touched fully on it. expected that man. They got a super young core offense mm-hmm. and defense, talented players, star pl- superstar caliber players, and then you got a fringe elite quarterback. I'm mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Can't go wrong with that. And I, I think they've they've definitely upgraded their coaching situation. I'm not the biggest McCarthy guy, but I think better than he's going to be a lot Garrett, better, better than, than the Clapper. Yes. Yeah, that's where the Cowboys are dinged. They are top seven in overall and roster. I'm drawing a blank on quarterback their quarterback uh, and drafting. And I'm drawing a blank on their defensive coordinator. Oh, man. Because he's been there for a little while, too. Very successful. I like him a lot. And then they also were able to pick up, uh, was it? Mike Nolan. Yeah, 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 Mike Nolan. But then they also were to pick up uh, Fassel from uh, the Rams. That's in right. In terms of the uh, special right. teams coordinator. So, yeah, man, that. I think that's a huge pickup as well, man. So, yeah, I, I, I think they should be a little bit higher. I, like I said, I would have had them at four. They have the Cowboys first overall at drafting. Oh, uh, yeah, without a doubt. They have Dak ranked fifth quarterback. Whoa. They have I know. Whoa. Ooh, they have overall roster minus the quarterback seventh best, but coaching fifteenth, front office thirteenth. What's what are the seven better rosters in the Cowboys right now? Minus quarterback, well, I would take so the they Niners had, they over had them. Saints and Niners tied for one. Okay, right. Uh, I would take the Cowboys roster over the Saints roster minus the quarterback. They have Chiefs ahead of them. They got the Ravens, and they have the Ravens ahead of them. So that's four right there. Uh-huh. So we need how many more? They have them seventh, right? So yeah, two so more. Yeah, two more. Uh, not the, it's not the Eagles. I'm not taking the Bills over them. Uh, they have them tied with the Steelers for for roster minus, minus the quarterback. quarterback. So okay. it's not them. It's not the Seahawks. Tampa Bay. They have mm, ahead of them. That's five. That's a reach. One more. One more. One more. One more. Or maybe it's the Steelers are tied with them. Maybe that's, that's why. Okay. okay. That's what it is. That's a reach, yeah. bro. Oh, no. Buffalo Bills, sixth. And See, then the and Steelers I and Cowboys that, are tied for, for seven. Me, I, don't th- I wouldn't have the Bills ahead of them. I think the Bills have the better core. Yeah, wait till you see where they have the Bills ranked on this list. You're not going to be happy. Uh-oh. Because, see, for me, the Bills have the better core without a doubt, but I think that the Cowboys have the superstar players to yes. make up for Yes. It. So that's why I would still go Cowboys over Bills in terms of overall roster minus the quarterback. And then by point one point, they had the Cowboys ahead of the sixth place team. Mm. It's funny how these two are always these two are always dancing partners. The Philadelphia Eagles, number six overall roster, they got them. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I know what overall roster they got them dinged big time. Minus the quarterback, they have the Eagles as the fifteenth uh, best roster. But in the, the NFL. Eagles are the sixth best on this list. On this list, they are the sixth best, and here's wow. why: they rank very highly at quarterback. They have went sixth, so they got him right behind your boy Dak at five. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, Coaching Doug Peterson sixth, okay, and front office fifth. Now, see, they don't even have the Eagles high in drafting though; they have them fifteenth. When do I look at the Eagles roster and feel like they have they've done such a great job of drafting players? Right. That's outside of Carson Wentz, who have they hit home so runs on? Really, like that? what they're giving them credit for is the front office, the coaching, and Carson Wentz. That's it. But how are you going to ding them for the draft, but give the front office so much credit? Yeah. I don't get. I don't get that either. Like, see, for me, this is my issue. 
I would have, like, when I was thinking of it, I was going to have the Bills at six behind the Cowboys because I said, man, since McDermott's got there, since Brandon Bean has taken over as the GM, you look at the talent they've been able to acquire. They have multiple All-Pros that they've drafted. They have Pro Bowls they've been able to acquire, whether through the draft or through free agency. I think they're giving the Eagles front office so much credit still based off that Super Bowl with like, okay, they brought in Alshon Jeffrey, okay. right? And they brought in Chris Long. And they, yeah. you know what I mean? And Malcolm Jenkins was a free agent guy. Yeah. But like. But this is my thing too. I need to know. <laughs> and this is the only issue that I have with lists like this players that were drafted under a different regime that they right. get credit for. Because like Brandon Graham, for example. That regime wasn't like that when he got drafted Chip there. Kelly regime. Yeah. yeah. What are we talking about here? Yeah. Or wait, was no? Andy it wasn't. Reed still, it was Andy, Andy Reid there. there. Yes. That's right. Absolutely. Because I remember right. we, when we went on our visit, man. Andy Reid showed up with the Hawaiian shirt. That's I'm right. like, I bro, you what is this? Me about this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, that's my issue. I'm like, are we giving them credit for him as well? I don't know how you can have them knocked so much in the draft, but benefiting so much in the front office. Those two things seem like they go hand in hand. Yeah. If you got a strong front office, it's because they do well in the draft. If you don't do well in the draft, it's because you don't have a strong front office. It's pretty simple. (laughs) Yeah, so I was a little confused by the Eagles because, hey, listen, I agree. Wentz and Peterson, for the next three years, ten years, right, they're going to be good. But that overall roster, eh, eh, I don't know about that one, Arthur Motes. Number seven on the list. we got to take a break, and we'll tell you who it is on the other side. I'll just say, though, Arthur Motes. You might be staying staying in the same state. You might just be hopping wow. on the turnpike, driving okay. from All Philly right. across the Commonwealth. Where okay. do the Steelers land on this list? Hint, hint, hint. Nudge, nudge, nudge. They're coming up really soon. We'll discuss on the other side. He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler, and this is Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Which NFL rosters, which organizations are best set up to have the most success in the next three years? That's the kicker there. That's the key. In the next three seasons so far, on the list here. Number one was the Ravens. Number two was the Chiefs. Number three, the Niners. Number four, the Saints. Five, Cowboys. Six, Eagles. Moats has beef with the Eagles. I agree with him. I would have had them probably still in the top ten, but a few spots I left. I mean, we, we know how much you love your Philly oh, boys, man. You take it? And that's why the Saints at four, you got no problem with them being that high. I don't know about I, that. I mean, they track record speaks for themselves, man. Their track record of losing in the playoffs is favorites three straight years in a row speaks I mean, for themselves. They do got an NFC Championship game appearance, though, don't they? They do. Okay. They don't ask how, though. They ask how many. You're right. That doesn't apply there at all. <laughs> it, it, it does because it should have been a Super Bowl appearance if it wasn't for my dog with the passing interference. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm rolling with that excuse now. Hey, you know what, Arthur Motes? You, I feel you know like what, you would have been in the time Super Bowl if it wasn't you for know why uh, Peyton you, Manning and that sack rule. You, you know, know why you like the Eagles so much? Because now nah, just, oh. it just got me. Who was the corner that had that passing interference that didn't get called that ultimately kept the Saints from going to the Super Bowl? Nicole and where, did, and where did he just sign this offseason? Well, now, hold on, though, oh, because he hasn't played a game yet. He hasn't played oh, yeah, a game yeah, yet yeah. All right, all right. You know why I like the Eagles. Yeah, yeah, it's because yeah. when I got to Philly and I started working around that organization, like I do with the uh-huh. Steelers here in my hometown of Pittsburgh, they had, what, five or six Mountaineers on the roster, I think? <laughs> they had Najee Good. They had Rasul Douglas. They had Wendell Smallwood. And they had LaShawn McCoy. How dare you? 
They did not. <laughs> they did not have LaShawn McCoy. Wendell Smallwood, Rasul Douglas, Najee Good. I feel like there was one or two more that I was... Oh, um, the center, whose name is escaping me right now. Oh, uh, doesn't matter. Anyways, no one on Steelers Nation wants to hear this. Uh, Moat's beef with the Eagles. I agree. They're at six. I would have probably had him closer to like nine or ten. I'd have had him at ten. I would have had him top ten, but yeah. but yeah, but closer to ten than five, definitely. Uh, I would have had the Saints a few spots lower, maybe the Cowboys one or two higher. And I don't I still think I would have had Chiefs one, Ravens two. I would have had them as my one and two, but it, see, the, I, the I would have I would, makes I, a huge I was fine with Ravens one, Chiefs two. The quarterback makes a huge yeah. difference to me. But again, I mean that's But they keep saying they're not taking a the quarterback hairs. in this thing. Well, no, they are. I mean, they do the initially. The quarterback yeah. ranking and then the opposite then after, roster. Yeah. They have them as two separate. Yeah, yeah. I, I go Ravens one, Chiefs two. See, I think I'd have them flip-flop just because of the quarterback, but that's not really – I mean, that's yeah. just a preference thing. We both agreed on the Niners, three. Saints maybe a little high at four. Cowboys, five. Eagles, six. We both agree a little high see, there. See, I would have probably had Saints at six. I could see Saints at six. Move the Cowboys up I would have had the Cowboys up. Saints I also would have had the six. Bills up. I would have had Bills – in yeah. that area as well, the top five area. I know you would have. Wait till you see where they got the ball. Oh, they disrespect them. Buffalo on this list are the most. But we'll get to them. Number seven, the team relying heavily on number seven. Hey. Looking for ring number seven. Hey, I see what you did there. The and they win seven days a week. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Gotta Overall roster it. minus the quarterback. The NFL, like we said, has them tied for seventh uh, best with the Cowboys. Uh, quarterback ranking, they have been 14th best quarterback in the NFL as it stands right now. Did they put an asterisk next to it because of the elbow? Well, we'll see. Yes, they did. Okay, I was <laughs> uh, Coaching Mike Tomlin, they have 7th overall draft. Now, see, this bothers me. 25th. How? How? Every. I mean, you think about it. They drafted Devin Bush. They drafted T.J. Watt. They drafted yeah, Bud Dupree. They, they drafted they draft Cam T. Hayward. Where did they draft T.J. Watt you and Cam Hayward? Like, Even Bud. Bud was 16th overall. Think about it. They drafted Pounce. They drafted the Castro. They drafted Juju. They drafted James Conner. Where did they draft? They drafted Deontay Johnson. They drafted to it. The Castro and Pouncey. And <laughs> if anything, they probably should be higher up because of their draft. No, they should be top ten in in their drafting ability. Hundred percent. Top five in their drafting yeah. ability, man. Twenty five. Give me a break. And then front office six. I mean, they should be in the top ten for sure. I would have had them above the Eagles at five, certainly. Outside of Le'Veon, who have they had an issue where they weren't able to re uh, resign a mega player on their team? They also drafted Lev in the second round. They drafted AB in the sixth round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I don't get that Trade at for all. Nika. If, if you want to knock the Steelers Pick because they Steven have a, because in the next three years they're probably going to be looking for their next franchise quarterback. Yeah, I completely understand that. But why do you have the Saints so high at four? And I get it's a different injury and Breeze coming off and not a major elbow. He only missed Correct. five games last season and returned. I don't. There's just with the draft there. There's some inconsistency for me. I, I feel like the Steelers should certainly be. Yeah, that's a little disrespectful right there. Yeah. And listen, if you're going to tell me that the reason you have them at seventh is because Ben and they're going to have to find a new franchise quarterback, I cool. buy that. Yeah, I buy that. But don't tell me you're also dinging them for their draft in their front office when you have the Eagles ranked higher in that I mean, regard. They drafted Ben. What are we talking I, about? I don't buy that at all. I think the Steelers are about properly placed. Honestly, yeah. Just I don't like their logic as to why they're placed. There. Very true. <laughs> Number eight. This one surprised me, Motsi. The Seattle Seahawks. Oh, I know, because obviously man. they got the quarterback number two, right? And I think you and I agree on that, right? Uh, if if there's if we're ma- if we want a quarterback for this weekend to yeah, win a Russell's football game, Russell's the guy. Russell is certainly the guy, especially have- when you're talking about I could just drop him on any team. Yes, because he's played he's with no offensive line. He's played yeah. with you know great running game, no average running receivers. Game. Like yeah, he's done it all. 
Uh, they have Russ in the top 10. Other than that, the only top 10 category they have is coaching. They have Pete Carroll at 10th. Fair enough. So so very back end of the top 10. Their overall roster minus Russell Wilson, I'm 18th. Trying to think, uh, yeah, because I say who we Bobby talked about Wagner. how we don't believe in their roster minus Russell Wilson. We talked that if we when we were doing our top ten power rankings, I think we both said we'd have Seattle around fifteen, sixteen at best. They've got them at eighteen. Yeah, so that's about that same same area. Like, there. Yeah, by Wagner, but he's getting older now. He's getting older too. They're drafting. They have them twenty fourth overall. Oh, it's a long way from that two thousand twelve draft class. I was going to say, well, wait a minute though. I mean, they drafted Cam Chancellor in the fifth. I know, round. but that's been a long time though. You know what I mean? That was two thousand eleven, I think. Actually, no, wasn't no, it? it was my draft two thousand ten. Yeah. That's 10. right. Yeah. So in the 2010 draft, they got Bruce Irvin, they got mm-hmm. Cam Chancellor, they got Russell Wilson. Yeah. Was Bobby Wagner that year too? No, Bobby's no. the next year. Next Bobby's year. with uh, Earl. That's right. But it's, it's when was Sherman draft? Was Sher- Sherman's that next year as well? He was the next yeah. year as well too. So they had 11. Their 11 and 12 draft classes were then, amazing. Or 10, or 10 and 11. 10 and 11. 10 and 11. Yeah. 10 yeah. 11. yeah. But since then, they've missed yeah. on a lot. Uh, front office, they have them 12th. DK overall. Metcalf is a hit though. I think so. They missed on a lot of offensive oh, linemen in the last few years. Yeah, they, a lot of offensive lot of linemen. Misses. Yeah, so they're number eight. Number nine, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I like this, Motsi. Fifth best overall roster, but they have Brady as the 13th best quarterback in the NFL right now. I don't have an issue with I don't either. Yeah. I think that's honestly fair. Like He's coming off a down year, and he's older, new team, new scheme. He's going to finally get a chance to prove, was it him or was it Belichick? So, yeah. Coaching 13th, front office 19th, drafting 5th. How? That makes me mad. I mean, they hit, on, they hit on Devin White. Where, where, hold on, where were the Steelers at in terms of their draft? The Steelers, in terms of their drafting, were 25th. Come on, man. How does that make Explain that. Make, make that it make sense. sense. <laughs> make it make sense. No, it doesn't. They drafted Jameis Winston. He's not even on their team five years later. First overall. First overall. Yep. Tell me how that's a hit. Hold on, Motsi. I'm going to do some research here real quick. They drafted Jameis Winston when they could have selected. Hold on, I'm checking my notes. Literally anyone else. Like it was nobody, no reason. <laughs> like, and I that was a swing I, and a miss. How do you give them? How do you hit them? Okay, so I'll high? give you. I give you Mike Evans, Devin sure. White. Okay, Devin White. Sure. Shaq Barrett was a free agency signing. Can't exactly. count that in the draft. Nope. If you want to give their front office credit for that, fine. Fair enough. They've got the front office 19th though, where the draft is fifth. Are you putting O.J. Howard in there? Not no. on that level. No. no. Godwin? Okay. Hold on. Who's the other Titan they had that's gone now? That was with, before O.J. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was supposed to be like a big deal. Uh, yeah. Safari Jenkins. Safari, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's another one. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I call him Safari Jenkins. I'm tripping. Safari, Austin, Sa- Safari, Austin Safari and Jenkins, Jenkins right? Yeah. ASJ? Yeah, who had like what? Like two or three insane yeah. weeks with the Jets and then fell off the face of the earth. <laughs> I, I I'm not following it. I don't. If you want to tell me their overall roster's top five, sure. Other than that, I mean, shoot. Let's be real. In the past two years, it was times where they thought Ryan Fitzpatrick was going to be the guy over James mm-hmm. Winston, walking around like Conor McGregor in the locker room. Yeah, you bring it. in Deshaun Jackson. That was cool. I don't. Get he was it. hurt a good amount of times down there, though. I don't get it. And this is where I start on the list to really have some beef with these teams. Number 10, Indianapolis Colts. You and I both agree we really like their roster. roster. standpoint, yes. And if Phillip Rivers has a bounce-back season, so sure. Hold on, hold on. If, if Brady's at 12th on that list? You want to know where they got Rivers? He better be 20. 26. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's their. That's what they're dinged for. They're top 10 everywhere else. Uh, overall roster, draft, front office, coaching. Frank Reich is tied for 10th with Pete Carroll. I don't have an issue with that. Frank, I Frank has been successful. I think the so, end. too. Considering the circumstances in which he took right, over where he the organization, lost his franchise quarterback. But like think about two this, weeks though, before the season started. Before that, 
who was going to be their head coach? McDaniels. Yeah, that's true. So he didn't even get a full offseason. It's true. So that's why I'm like considering the situation he took over there, mm-hmm. along with remember his his GM with the pills. Yeah. Hey, substance use it's a real thing. Yeah. Come on, man. He he's had a lot of of, of uh, what do you call them? Adversities and adversity. Yeah, a lot of roadblocks. Yeah. to navigate. But he's still been able to you know be successful. No, I, I like Frank Reich a lot. I do, and I think this is about fair for the Colts. Uh, my only beef is it's three year. It's a three year conversation. Philip Rivers, you're hoping, is a one-year kind of plug-and-play solution. The quarterback really hurts them for me in this discussion. Everything else, I like what they have going for them. They've drafted well. They got a good coach. Isn't Jacoby Brissett still on the roster there, though? He is. See, I don't have an issue with it then, quarterback Hmm. room-wise, because even if Rivers isn't what they are hoping he can be, Jacoby Brissett still was going to be able to lead them into the playoffs if he stays healthy the whole time. It's true. Remember, he had a ton. He got hurt the game versus us. Uh, versus us, and then from there he had missed, I want to say, some games at the back end as well where Brian Hoyer ended up being their starter. So I don't have the biggest issue thinking about them from a two- to three-year span because even if Jacoby takes over from a full season standpoint, he's still going to be good enough to get them to the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Number 11. Yo, the fact that you ain't said Buffalo yet is crazy to me. Just throwing it out. What if I told you we're still a couple spots away? It's like I said, it's crazy to me. I agree. Number 11, the Tennessee Titans. Overall roster, 11th. Quarterback, 14th. Coach, 12th. Draft, 13th. Front office, 9th. You really think they got the 11th best roster? I don't know. Okay, I was going to say, I don't think that. I don't know. I think they're a playoff team. I think they don't get the respect. Especially with the extra wild card this year. And and I think they don't get the respect that they deserve in terms of the past three years. They've been to the playoffs, what, two times now? Had an AFC Championship game Mm -hmm. appearance. Mm -hmm. Done it with two different quarterbacks. Mike Rabel hasn't had a losing season yet there at the helm. Two different quarterbacks. Very two different styles of winning with those two different quarterbacks. Yeah. Not a sexy defense, but mm. a very effective defense. Absolutely. I think that's about but, the but correct you know, range. You know for what the their Titans. defense is? It's no different than the Patriots' defense. They don't, yes. I mean, outside of Gilmore, they were never the sexiest defense. Right. But they, they are just get effective it done. and productive and they, mm-hmm. they scheme you. But it doesn't it doesn't surprise me because Vrabel is the coach and where did Vrabel come from? So, mm. you know what I mean? It, it all goes together like that, man. I think it's about the right range for the Titans. Yeah, I do. I'm fine with that. Number 12. We still wait. On the Buffalo Bills, the Minnesota Vikings. New man oh, on the wow. Minnesota Vikings. Overall roster, 12th. Quarterback, 14th. Now, see, I, over the last two years, Cousins, I would have had Kirk I Cousins. Have that. I'd have yeah. him a little bit higher than 14th. Uh, coach, 14th. Draft, 6th. Front office, 9th. I need to look into the details of this whole draft. Thing. I know. I, I maybe I'm missing something. Who wrote this article? Is uh, are you, saying, are you saying today's draft, last week, I mean, last year's draft? What, 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 okay, do, we, what so do you mean by draft? all the rankings on this. You ready? Uh, four panel experts from ESPN. Jeremy Fowler, Lewis Riddick, Field Yates, and Seth Walder. They're the four who came up with all the... So you know oh, what? Oh, man. You know, I got Jeremy Fowler's phone number. I need to shoot him a text and be like, Jeremy, yeah. what are we doing here? How did you guys come up with these draft What's rankings? Here, help me help you. Yeah, because something's missing here. I don't know what it is, but I feel like I'm overlooking something. Help me help you. Again, I think this is about the right range for the Vikings. I yes. would have had Kirk Cousins, like I said, a little bit higher. I would have had their drafting a little bit lower. But, I mean, they've done a decent job. You know, Dalvin Cook outside of the first round. They've missed on a lot. That's the thing. The Tell Vikings. What round was Dalvin Cook? He's second round. Second round, yeah. yeah. They have hit on a lot of their second and third rounders, and they've Eric missed, Kendricks, great job missed on a lot of their first rounders. Like, a lot of those. Um, who was the big touted offensive lineman out of USC? Uh, Riley Sh- oh, Who was never. It's not like he was a bust, right. but he, he was, was never he a never top five pick. Though. Yeah. yeah. 
Vikings at 12. I mean, they did draft Harrison Smith, They did draft Harrison Smith, yep. Side note, they have him ranked as the best safety in Madden. Get out of here. You know uh, the NFL GMs Mm -hmm. on Jeremy Fowler's list have him ranked as the second best safety in the NFL. We'll get to that at some point this week. 13 on the list, Arthur Mutz. We're still waiting. It's the New England Patriots. I don't get this one because coaching in front office, they have them number one. That's the only reason they're here is because coaching in front office, they have them number one. Now, wait a minute. We talk about how the the, the Patriots draft historically is poo-poo. They have them 20th for the draft. So what do they think? That they're just going to be able to magically find the next Tom Brady and fill in the circles around them? Stop that, man. Overall roster 21st, quarterback 30th, coach 1, draft 20th, front office 1. I'm sorry. The Patriots are at the bottom of this list for me. Yeah, they can't draft. Do I believe that the Patriots could rebuild? Certainly, but we're talking the next three years here. Exactly. So that means they're going to have two more drafts for this conversation. And unless you're telling me that they get Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, no. No, 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 no. Are they making on Cam Newton just turning back the clock? Where is he ranked on this list? 30th. <laughs> uh, 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 I, I, I don't get the, this Patriots one at all. And then finally, Arthur Motes at number 14, your Buffalo Bills. We finally get to him at 14. Overall Blatant roster. disrespect. Overall roster, they've got him at 6th. What? <laughs> I think that's about I mean, I think that's about no, right. No, I'm with you on that. But how is your overall roster at 6th? Be- Let me hear the rest of this. Because here's why. They have uh, your boy, Josh Allen, is the 26th best quarterback. I think that's way too way too low. I'd have him at 20. I have him 20 to 15 range. McDermott, I personally think he's the top 15 McDermott, ninth is head coach. I think that's fair. That's fair enough. Top absolutely. 10 towards, yeah. towards the back. Uh, mm-hmm. Drafting 20th. Don't agree with that. Front that's office, seventh. absolutely horrible. Front office, seven. But so, so what they've been able to acquire through free agency, through trade, and through the draft, get out of here. You draft Tredavious White. You draft the Tremaine Edmonds. You traded you for Stephon Ed Diggs. Oliver, you traded for Stephon Diggs. You drafted Josh Allen. You drafted uh, – I mean, no, no, no. You traded for uh, – what, what's the dude? LaShawn McCoy. Yeah. You had signed Frank Gore. You draft Josh Norman. Uh, uh, what's the what's – the, oh, man, I'm John the blank. Uh, Singletary. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. What are we talking about here? I don't. How can you look? Your yeah, safety between Jordan Poirier, Micah Hyde. If you want to knock them for for Josh Allen, whatever. But how can you not think the next three but years this is for my the Bills? Thing, though, how do you not? How do you knock Josh the Allen when Josh Allen year one average, but year two statistically, he, he would have been in the top twenty, top fifteen. And you look at him versus a Baker, and it's the exact opposite. Baker year one was really good. Year two was trash. Mm-hmm. And he had more talent around him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't get that one, man. I don't Sorry, some Bills hating going on around I here. I don't either. I would have had the Bills in the top 10 for sure. Like, like without a doubt, top 10 for sure. Number 15 on and the a list. And super young core, too. They're going to – Yeah. Those guys? We talked about it on defense. Yeah. Whew. Offense, defense. I mean, quarterback, they have a young, young core. Number 15, the Packers. 12th best roster overall. They have Aaron Rodgers as the 7th best quarterback in the NFL right now. I feel like that's probably about fair. I mean, they do got an elite quarterback room between Aaron Rodgers and a number Jordan one love. draft pick sitting behind Jordan them. Jordan like, love, baby. Just saying, just saying. Uh, coaching 18th. Draft 28th. Front office 14th. See, I would need to look into their draft a lot more to, to see that. Because, see, I personally feel like their front office isn't the best because they haven't done a good job of bringing talent I agree. around Aaron Rodgers. And that, I think, is the downside of it's really cool how they don't have an owner, how the city of Green Bay owns the team. Yeah. But that's the downside of not having an owner in yeah. place is I think their front office suffers because of that. Absolutely. There's nobody there. There's no boss there every day holding Just their do feet. do what you want. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. 15 Green Bay, 16 the Browns. 
On in Cleveland Browns, seventh best roster overall, but they have Mayfield as the 22nd best quarterback, 23rd in coaching, 17th in the draft, and 17th in the front office. I think that's about fair. I mean, a really loaded roster, See, but a lot of question marks. I would have their front office higher, but their draft lower because I think they do huh. a great job of acquiring talent. Austin Hooper and Trace, OBJ and Landry. Agency. Yeah, they do a great job. Jack Conklin. Olivier Vernon. Kareem like, Hunt. Yeah, they've no, done a really right. good job acquiring talent, right. but their they just can't draft. Horrible. They just can't draft. Their they draft hit is on terrible. Garrett, but that wasn't hard. I mean, you think about how many fir- – no, no, no. You always say it can't be hard. They, remember, the same one that – they went through a car, uh, 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 mm. a Brandon Whedon, a Trent mm. Richardson, mm. Uh, uh, Johnny Manziel, Kellen Winslow Jr. Tomo, Tomo, after Johnny Manziel, the, the, uh, Justin, what was the uh, Fields, Justin no. Gilbert? No, Justin, Justin Gilbert, Gilbert, the corner out of Okie State. They've multiple first round draft picks that should be surefire guys. That they miss on. Yeah, how is their drafting not close to thirtieth? Yeah, that makes no terrible sense. draft. Seventeen, the Chargers. Eighteen, the Rams. Nineteen, the Raiders. 20, the Falcons. That rounds it out. Interesting. I, hmm. I'm, I'm surprised by that. You know who's uh, 22nd on this list? The Houston Texans are 23rd on this list because they give them the credit for Deshaun nah, Watson. You know why? But you know nothing why? else. You know why? Nothing else. Hey. Starts with a B. Hey. Ends with an L. O'Brien. <laughs> like I say, he, he's a sleeper agent, man. They've got their he's, front he's office. A double dead, agent. They've man. got their front office dead last, Motsi. Yeah. Dead last. Uh, to look around the division here, too, Bengals, they have 27th. Jets, 28th. Giants, 29th. Panthers, 30th. Chicago Bears, 31. Wow. Mm. And 32. <laughs> the Jacksonville Jaguars. Dang, I feel like the Jets could be a little bit higher. I, I don't like the head coach, but I feel like they're a couple pieces away he, he's from not being a terrible team. Though. Let's be real. He still had. He yeah. had what, they won what nine games last year? Or they went seven and nine, I think. Seven, last year, yeah, didn't they? they went seven and nine. But they they didn't have Darnold for four or five yeah. of those games. I think the Bengals too. They could be a little bit. If, man, if Joe Burrow is a franchise, he doesn't. Again, he doesn't have to be Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes. If yeah. he is Matt Ryan, man, they're gonna put up some numbers on that offense. Interesting. It's always interesting to me to see how these lists uh, play out. But again, the Steelers at seven. I think that's about fair. Arthur Motes' Buffalo Bills at 14. That's that's not fair. That's that's not fair there. And I think the Saints that's, are a little high. I think the Buccaneer, Buccaneers are a little I think the Seahawks are a little high, too, because other than Russell Wilson, I don't really believe in much that they have going for them. Uh, Bobby Wagner, obviously, but... Interesting, Arthur Motes. Interesting, but yeah, I think we can all agree. Chiefs, Ravens, Niners towards the top of the list. Always fun to get into these. If you got any questions, comments, concerns, reaction, now is the time, knuckleheads. Everything on the table. These top rosters, some of the NFL, NFLPA stuff that we discussed in the first hour of the show, or if you just want to ask us a random question. Everything on the table. Last chance to get those tweets in at Wes Sealer at the Body 52. The Body. Wrap up the show on the other side. It's Steelers Blitz on SNR. My grandma and your grandma were sitting by the fire. My grandma told your grandma, I'm going to set your flag on fire. You're talking about him now. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR.
Wrapping up the show here on a Monday, as always, with your tweets on the dot-com. The lit one Rebecca wants to know, Mosey. Did ESPN just get a little bingo machine out to pull all these rankings? Tell you, that's what it sounds I, like. It's just, especially with the the draft, the draft thing was the one that really got me. Made zero sense. Some of these organizations that draft so well are like in the 20s. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. And there was no criteria in the article about like how far back they went Great. for certain some of these things. Because like we talked about, depending on how far back you want to go, you could certainly give Seattle a ton of credit Correct. for drafting. But over the last four or five years, eh, they've had more misses than they have. And there's some other, obviously, examples of that. But yeah, lit one. I I don't know. They must have just been pulling numbers randomly for some of these. Like I said, I'll try and I'll try and ask Jeremy Fowler. We'll see. And he's always on Sports Center, big time and yeah, big time in us Yinzers these days. But I'll see if I can catch up with him about that at some point this summer. Um, let's see here, Mav chimes in. Mav, Mav says, I am a skinny chef and I kill the game. I'm just saying. <laughs> I will say this. All right, all right. I should, you know, it's it's the cliche, right? That you don't trust the skinny chef. You don't trust the, the sober brewmaster. If you're a skinny chef, though, because you take care of yourself. That's different. I think that's different. Yes. Like, like my mom is an incredible cook, incredible chef, and she also, like, swims and runs and bikes and hikes all the time. So, yeah, I get it. But if you're a skinny chef and you don't work out, that's issue. I'm starting to get I'm starting to get a little suspicious. Say, you ain't gotta be fat. We want you to be healthy. Right. But I also need to know that you actually put it down, that you grub. That you eat. Like you're not just here for show. <laughs> you <laughs> we pick up what you put down, right? You know what I'm you know what I'm Last one here, Gregory, our buddy from California, uh, wants to know. Simple charity acts that we can have a go at as a Steelers family. What say you, knuckleheads? Oh, you see Gregory. He's picking up on the... Mm-hmm, he he's, is. He's picking up on the lingity. Um, acts, charity acts or acts of kindness from Steeler Nation. What does that mean, though, from Steeler Nation? Just like what they could do to other Steeler fans or just in general? Just life like, hey, man, some different charity acts yeah. or... Uh, I mean, shoot, start by just holding the door for somebody at the grocery store, man. Real simple stuff. That's like super that. simple. Smile man. at everybody. Say thank you. Yeah, say please. Absolutely. You know what's you know what's your 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 act of kindness that you can do? And I've been trying to do this because uh, you mentioned like grocery store. Mm-hmm. Anytime wifey and I get food takeout, like anybody that you know has been working extra hard throughout this pandemic the last mm-hmm. few months, make sure to tell them thank you. Make sure to smile. Right? Like I, I think. Like anytime I pick up food from somewhere for wifey and I, like I just kind of holler behind the counter, like, "Hey guys, thanks for everything." Like I know mm-hmm. you've been working hard. Like people appreciate. And you that. leave a very hefty tip because we know you well, top dollar. Right I don't here. know about hefty tip, but I do leave one. <laughs> I do leave one. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think like Moat said, little things like that, man. They change people's days. Like an extra yes. thank you, an extra holding the door for somebody it doesn't cost you a dime, man. But doesn't it goes cost so you a far. dime, particularly you know in a time like this where for for a lot of reasons people do have fair reasons to be down to be sad just put a smile on somebody's face be kind right that whole golden rule thing and also an act of kindness for a lot of you around western pennsylvania just stay out of the left lane if you're driving slow all right you'll keep a smile on my face if you just stay out of the left lane if you're not going at least five to ten miles an hour over this speed limit wow you're one of those guys I intentionally drive in the left lane super slow. 
Yeah, just hoping you get me behind you, don't you? I, I might put my blinkers on next well, time listen, I see Mo- you. Well, listen, Mozi, you know, not all of us, all of us don't live in the big part of Pittsburgh, you know, close by downtown fancy. Some of us got to drive back, you know, to our rural wow. our rural abodes, you know? Well, that's because you, you, you got, you know, three acres you're sitting on out there. <laughs> hey, I mean, it's a little different. Butler County, baby. You know what I'm saying? Can't have that top dollar now. Butler County got to keep those taxes low, you know nah, what I'm saying? Ain't gotta, about them taxes, man. Got to keep them taxes down. Got to be yeah, in that hey, Butler County line. Your money too long, baby. You ain't tripping on none of that. That'll do it for today's show. Thanks to everybody who tweeted in, as always. You know we appreciate the questions, the feedback. Tomorrow on the program, Arthur Motes, we'll get into some more of those uh, top 10 position lists. We've also got a unique conversation about which defense in the National Football League has the best young core right now. Mm. Ooh. I bet you the Steelers are up on that list. I bet you the Bills are up on that list. You, I, you never know nowadays. I bet you those 49ers are up pretty high on that list, too. So those will be our topics du jour manana. Wow, did I just use different Bilingual. three like different that, languages man. there? How about that? How you like them? <laughs> so we'll talk to you guys then, Tuesday, tomorrow, high noon, and you always know where to find us on your 24-7, home of the black and gold, Steeler Nation Radio.